Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. and welcome to another episode of the Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gusik, your host. And today for the second time on the podcast, we have the amazing Robert Hill. Robert, how are you doing today? I'm good. I am good. We're, we're stepping into the autumn season here in the Northwest. So I'm excited for the change of weather and season. <laughs> uh, I would love to have that, to be honest. Like we have no change at all in South yeah. Florida. So yeah. <laughs> I wish we had like at least what, sweater weather. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, it is sweater weather these days. I've been I've been wearing uh hoodies and sweaters the last couple of days and it's just that's my jam. So Oh, I'm jealous. That would be a nice thing for 2022, you know, embrace, but yeah. not here, not here. Yep. yep. <laughs> so other than that, how you been? We spoke briefly before we started recording and you were telling me, you know, how you feel about this year and all that. Yeah. Want to share? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. I uh I this is going to sound crazy, I know, uh, but 2020, I think, I think when I look outside of myself and I'm listening to other people, I see a lot of, will this year just get over? This was so terrible. Everything's going to hell. The world is ending. And honestly, it's been one of the, one of the best years for me. Uh, it's, it's given me so much space and so much opportunity to be on my toes. And the word that I've been using uh, for this entire year is just that it's been a wildly exciting year. It's been something where it's just like curveballs are coming and, um, and just watching those and observing those and seeing kind of how this whole, it feels like we're in the midst of a reality TV show, it, it, you know, it, and it's, and it's just like, wow, if I just sit back and eat some popcorn and watch this thing, like it could be a lot more fun than being in it <laughs> and feeling just the chaos of it all. So it's been a really exciting year for me. A lot of changes have come this year. Um, a lot of pivots, a lot of just being on my toes and just opening myself up and being able to serve uh, more people on a deeper level. And so I feel, I feel really good. I think 2021 will be an even greater year, or at least we can hope. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so far it's been, it's been an exciting year. I like that approach and obviously without minimizing obviously all the things that are happening, but I like yeah. that mindset that is just like, okay, instead of saying like, oh my God, it's been problem after problem. You said like, oh, it's been unexpected, you know, keeping me yeah. on my toes, keeping me alive and, you know, yeah. <laughs> on top of things. So always grateful to hear your mindset. And that's one of the things that you really talk about in your Facebook group, which we're going to obviously link to this uh, episode. So that's always great. But we definitely jump ahead. And I just want to go back to the beginning, just in case people don't know who you are. So Robert, tell us about you, who you are and what kind of photography do you do? Yeah, so I I actually uh, I officially am not a photographer anymore. Oh, okay, well, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, I've been doing wedding photography. I've been doing photography for the past fifteen years. Um, I started my first business when I was fifteen, sixteen years old, um, and uh, I, I'd say that I've primarily done wedding photography um, really heavily in the last seven or eight years. It's been wedding photography. 
Um, but now I do full-time business coaching, business mentoring, kind of personal coaching with people um, and just helping people navigate life and business and how those two relate and how to find balance within those two to where you can really create what it is you want to create. Awesome. We did have a podcast episode with you and that's episode 78. And the title of this episode was how to stand in your market. But really, I think it was a deeper conversation. It was more like a, like a heart to heart conversation. So if anybody wants to go to that episode and, you know, you talk a lot about mindset and all that great stuff, there is almost an hour conversation back then. So I'm going to link that also to this episode. But today we are going to talk about something that has been in the industry for a while. It's like, it's obviously not new because we're not inventing here the wheel, but it's like in the past, I would say in the past year, I've been really hearing about this. I have been mm. implementing it, you know, trying to make it work for me. And this is like getting clients on the phone. And yeah. I know a lot of people uh, want to do this, but even something as simple as, you know, getting on the phone is really terrifying for a lot of us. So it's a lot, a lot we're going to cover today. Yeah. Yeah, this is a huge conversation, and I think I think the the um, I think that it's it's also it can so easily become a thing where you feel like you have to get on the phone or you should get on the phone, right? And it's not for everybody to get on the phone. And I think that that's key. Um, I think it always comes down to your business and what you want and your goals and all of that. Um, but I think I think that this conversation is such a big one that we can tap into a lot of different things. So awesome, and I really appreciate that you mentioned that this is not for everybody. So like, if you're listening to this, I don't want you to feel forced that you need to implement this into your business. I think the goal of this conversation is to give you an idea, some key points that you can take and make your own decision to see if this is going to work. Uh, because I also keep hearing people like, Oh, you're never going to move up in your business if you don't jump on the phone. And I think, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Those, when, when somebody makes such a, such a broad statements, like it bothers me because you don't yeah. know everybody's business. Like it, it, that's not something that you can say, but anyways, we're going to keep it today on the positive side <laughs> and just, you know, just keep it focused for the people that maybe want to try this. And let's start with this. Why, why, why is it important to get people on the phone? Like wh what are we talking about in here? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I find that getting on the phone really comes down to one thing. And I think that this is, I think that this is really what people are speaking to when they say you won't be able to expand your expand your business, expand your brand if you don't get on the phone. Um, I, I definitely don't believe that that's true. Uh, there's so many different ways to go about business. Um, and I think that the reason why you would want to get on the phone um, above everything is just to build trust. Okay. And, and, and specifically because trust is that thing that causes people to make a decision to move towards you, to make a decision to give you money in fair exchange for the services that you offer. And trust is this underlying factor that really, if, if, we, if we focus less on should we get on the phone or should we not, and if we just focused on how can I build trust, I think that um, it naturally would lead to us being more personable with our clients, us connecting with our clients, us building relationships with our clients and not, not for the sake of, of being friends with our clients. Cause I think that that's an ideology that, that is often misconstrued in the photography industry is that you need to be friends with your clients. Yeah. You don't need to be friends with your clients. Your clients are fans of you and you, your job is to serve your fans. And so when you shift from trying to create friends to trying to serve fans and in that build immense amount of trust in doing that, I think this natural human connection relationship element comes about in which you can really connect with people 
and get intimate with people and, and that intimacy that you have, that trust that you build, just like you would with a partner, right? There, there's a reason why we build relationships and you know we maybe find a partner online these days, which is so so wild to me because I, <laughs> I met my wife before like Tinder or, or whatever that, I don't even know what they're called. But I've all been these, married for 17 like, years. Like I don't <laughs> even know what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I've, I've talked to my wife and, and friends about this. Just like, man, if we split, I, I would not know what to do. Like I'm on the same this? boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that that natural progression of, you know, you look at dating and you, you find somebody online and you connect over like a digital message. And then that turns into a face to face and that turns into this and into that. And then all of a sudden, like years down the road, you're getting married. Right. And, um, and I think it's the exact same in our businesses is that getting on the phone is just taking that next step. It's kind of getting on the phone with, with somebody who you're interested in because you're wanting to build some, some type of relationship going forward with them. Um, and in turn, build trust and build intimacy that can lead to a greater level of impact in their life and a greater level of income that you're pulling in from that relationship. And so I think that that's what people are trying to say when they say you, you have to get on the phone or else you won't be able to grow. I don't believe that, that, that that's the case. I think it really comes down to two factors. One, how, what, what big of an impact do you want to make? on the people you serve and how much money do you want to make in the process? Um, and, and by that, I think that those two factors for me personally are really the, the two pieces of success. Uh, everybody has a different definition of success. For me, it's, I want to feel wildly fulfilled doing what I do and I want to make the living and live the life I want to live by doing it. And so, um, yeah, that's what I would say. I, I mean, I like this approach because like immediately I feel at ease having this conversation because you have taken away a lot of like pressure out of the phone call, right? Because mm. sometimes people is like, oh, I need to get on the phone to book them. This is how I book my clients. Yeah. And that in itself carries a lot of like stress, just thinking like, this is it. I have one shot. This is how I'm going to book them. And what I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm mistaken, is like, you just want to expand the possibility here. Like you're not like the end goal here right now is not booking. It's just like, get to know you. Yeah, exactly. If anything, and I know that this is, this is some people are going to be like, well, who the hell is this guy? And what is he saying? <laughs> but I would say it's, it's, if anything, it's not your job to book a client. Oh, okay. I like this. Do tell. And I think that, I think that when you, when you approach it like that, of it's not my job to book a client. It's when the bookings start to flow faster than you can possibly imagine, because there's a deeper side to what it is that we're doing. And I think that that's a little bit of what we chatted about in our first conversation, yes. you know, months back. Um, but there's a deeper thing that we're trying to do for people and our cameras allow us to do this deeper work. And I think that we miss that deeper work as photographers so often. And I say photographers, photographers, designers, developers, creatives, whatever we're doing. Um, there's a deeper, deeper um, game at play that I think we often miss because we're so much in that process of going, oh my gosh, I need to book a client. And because of that, we, we make it far harder on ourselves than it needs to be. We end up working more than what we actually need to work. I like this. I want to... I wasn't planning to ask you this, but since the conversation had led us to that, I just want to get your point on this because now you're saying something that is extremely valuable. That is like, it's not my job to book the client. My job is to serve the client. And that obviously it's great, right? But another thing that I keep seeing in the industry nowadays is like, 
oh, you know, it's me, 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 me. And if my client, you know, doesn't like all of me, then it's not my client. And this goes back to you saying like, well, you don't need to be friends with your client. So, I mean, I know this is not about getting on the phone, but like, how do you feel about that kind of like new wave of like doing business that is also happening in the industry? I, I honestly, and I can only speak from my experience mm-hmm. on all of this, but I think that we have completely missed the point of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and specifically what it sounds like you're tapping into here is, is specifically in the marketing realm of things. A lot of people like to separate marketing from sales and from mm-hmm. branding, but it's really all one in the same. And when we separate them is when we start to create confusion around it. And I think that what I hear, and correct me if I'm wrong in, in what you're saying here, what I'm hearing a lot in the industry is we need to find the ideal client. And the minute that people start to go down that road of who the ideal client is, they, they really stick to two factors. And one of these factors I think is a little bit of a newer factor, or at least in our industry, is people immediately go to demographics and now psychographics. Mm. So, so basically, what are the, the facts about these people? How old are they? Uh, you know, how much money do they make? Where do they live? Da, da, da. And then there's the psychographics, which is like, what are they interested in? What are their hobbies? What is that, right? And, uh, and I think that there's a bigger factor that, that comes into play here, um, specifically because when we only chase demographics and psychographics, which are both very valuable, those are, those are, I'm not saying that that's not valuable, but I think that the deeper element here is, is not demographics and psychographics, but rather belief. And when you believe what your client believes and when your client believes what you believe, there's a natural connection just like any other person in your life, a friend, a lover, a family member, the people that you feel closest to in life, they are aligned in some shape, form or fashion with your beliefs, right? And so that's what allows you to have bigger conversations about life and love and growing and all these things. And I think that we so often get into this analytical space in business in which we overthink things and that overthinking leads to let's get the facts and the figures. And like, I know Facebook ads is a big thing right now. And so everyone's going after these analytical strategies and I've just learned, and with all the people I work with, I, I rip down strategies. I had somebody ask me this last week. One of my one-on-one clients was just like, can you just tell me some of the strategies that you're, that you're running these days? And I'm like, I don't have any strategies. Like, I, I'm purposely not running strategies because I just care about people and I just want to connect with people. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think that that's the thing that we miss is that a client is not somebody who fits a demographic and psychographic. A client is somebody who believes what you believe and is somebody who you are excited to serve and who's excited to be served by you. Oh, I like this. And I just wanted to kind of to pivot there for a second, just because I keep seeing this on Facebook groups and it kind of like breaks my heart. Like I'm not one to like start conversation with a stranger. So like I just read it and I just kind of like move on. But I see a lot of this like, and I'm just going to make a, a, a crazy example based on me, right? Like I said on my website that I love Game of Thrones and the majority of my clients are like, yeah, I love Game of Thrones. But like what I'm seeing is like, well, I met with this couple that was amazing, but they've never seen Game of Thrones. So they're not my clients. I'm like, what? What? This is crazy. <laughs> what are you talking about? But yeah. anyways, to, you know, to get back to this, you're talking about like, you know, getting to know your clients and getting to that deeper level. And that's what phone calls are for. So walk me through this. And I know you said you don't have strategies and I completely understand this, but my, my strategy brain needs a little bit of a structure. So let's yeah. add, I get an email today from a couple and, you know, they fill up my contact form. They, you know, they seem lovely. 
I get this, you know, contact form. I'm super excited. What should be, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and I, I want to clarify something really fast, just because I think that this will, this distinction will kind of help in, in that whole strategy side of things. When I think strategy, I think I have a tactic or a trick or a technique that's going to get me clients. Okay. And so because we have a, a tactic, a technique or a trick to get clients, and we're going to do this in order to get clients, we're creating an expectation that a client should book with us or that they're going to book with us. And the minute that that client doesn't book with us, we feel rejected mm. and we beat ourselves up. And now we're going, we're worthless. We're yes. not good enough. We can't do this. And that's not the case whatsoever. It's just that we created an expectation and that expectation wasn't met. Oh, and so, so good. And so it, I don't like running strategies as much as I like having frameworks that allow me just to be and to be able to serve within. And so um, in terms of a framework, I would say as soon as an inquiry comes in, we want to connect with them, right? And so that initial email is one where I'm always trying to be very personable. And this is also, uh, <laughs> it's funny, the, the, my mastermind that, that I, I run um, throughout the year with people, they they come in and they're, they're a lot of times expecting a strategy and attack. A hundred percent. And they're a lot of times looking for, uh, I think honestly, a lot of the same information that maybe they've already gotten before. So they come in and I've seen a lot of people who, when they do the email thing, they go, you should be short and sweet and to the point and create scarcity and, and pu push the client forward, right? And I, I do the opposite. Like my emails will be novels because <laughs> I will just, I really want to connect. And granted, I do have a, a stock email. Mm -hmm. um, one that is, is, you know, something that I've refined over the years and something that I often refine as I go through it and, and send it to new couples. And as I'm growing, it's growing and that sort of thing. But it's not a short email by any means. I want people to really get my heart behind what it is that I'm trying to do. And I want them to connect with that because that connection I know is what's going to actually draw them forward. And I am obsessed with working with the right people. And so the right people are the people who are going to believe what I believe, connect with what I, with what I connect with and understand why I'm doing this work. And that's going to be this underlying factor that gets them to trust me and lead me into the next step, which would be a phone call. So my emails are really based on just connecting with people and leaving them with uh, some information, some bit of how it is that I'm going to serve them and then a starting price. And then they can choose to take the next step if they so wish, which would be let's schedule a phone call. Awesome. So I like this because again, once again, you like removing a lot of this, as you said, expectations that we might have about like, Oh, you know, we need to get this done, you know, we need to jump on this and you're just also allowing the client to take the next step. Yeah. yeah. Which again, as, as a photographer, that removes a lot of the pressure of my plate because yep. now they're making the choice. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. So we don't have to work so much. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like, I, and I think that we're in this, in this process of like getting people on the phone, we're, I know myself, like I know I was a hundred percent overthinking this, mm. like a hundred percent. And it, it and as I said, you know, like I tried it and I felt like it didn't fit my, my, my brand or myself. Like I felt really awkward and I'm not a person that feels awkward in general. Like I'm super outgoing. Like if I make a mistake, I'm easy, you know, I laugh at myself easily, yeah. but this whole thing was just like causing a lot of like anxiety that I'm like, but do I need this? I don't. And now you're, you, now you're making it in a way that, that it makes sense in my brain kind of a yeah. thing. 
That's awesome. Good. So, That's great. <laughs> so <laughs> by great. the end of this call, you're going to be doing phone calls, Carolina. <laughs> Definitely. I'm excited. So, uh, I mean, I know you have a, again, we talk about frameworks and all that. And I, in no shape, way, or form, I want to say that what you do has to work for Becky or for Bill or nothing like that. But yep. to expand a little bit on this email that you sent, um, what do you say? Like, what kind of points do you touch? Like, what, what are we talking about in this email? So also yeah. we don't sound like, you know, like completely lunatics that we're just like sending like our life story to these people that just want some pricing. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, so I think that there's a bigger conversation here um, <laughs> because uh, there's something that happens prior to okay. this, right? And that's the thing that I think we often miss. And, and I see photographers often miss this because... Um, of what we see happening in the industry and what we understand about marketing. But the goal is that by the time a client has gotten to this email, they want you. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is that by this email, they're not just looking for pricing because if they were just looking for pricing, it means that they probably haven't spent very much time getting to know you, understanding who you are. Maybe there wasn't clarity on your website. Maybe, you know, marketing and the things that you've done haven't been truly aligned with who you are. And in turn, okay. they may be just coming in going, and, th and this is kind of my, my, um, my qualification brain. When I, have a, when I have a client come in, if I see a client who's coming in saying, hey, I just want pricing, it means for me, it means I'm looking for a wedding photographer. If a client comes in and says, hey, we're interested in pricing, but we really want to kind of know what your process is and how, how it works to work with you and all of that, that's a client who wants to work with me. And I only want to work with clients who want to work with me because the clients who want to work with me are the clients who are going to be more committed to the process. And I think that that's such a key thing that's not talked about a lot in the industry is your clients. We talk about investment and investment. So many people believe is the financial investment. I see investment as what's your commitment to this entire process. Cause I can't just show up and create magic out of nothing. I need you committed to this process of showing up to a shoot ready to create magic with me because this is a co-collaboration between three people to create the work that I create. It's not my work, it's our work. And so uh, that's that's a lot of the, the pre-stuff that, that we wanna do to lead up to this email so that that email isn't such a cut and dry, what's your pricing, how much do you cost? I'm looking for a budget-friendly photographer and in turn we can start to open up that conversation. So framework in that email, I'm really trying to be intentional and connect with somebody um, up front. So based on the details that they've sent me in their contact form, if you're not getting a lot of details in a contact form, then, there, then there's something deeper that we need to shift to get more details in that contact form. So I'm being really intentional with connecting with what they share, with details of their day, uh, with, with who they are based on what, what they've shared with me. And then from there, I'm wanting to be really clear about why I do what I do and share maybe even a little bit of my story in terms of why it is that I am, I am doing this work that's far bigger than photography again. Um, and then I want to share a little bit about how it is that I'm serving them, the problems that I know I've seen arisen over time that I know I can solve. And then from there, inviting them into the phone call and being really clear about why we want to do a phone call and why this relationship matters and how all of that bleeds into the commitment that they need to make within themselves if they're going to start this process with me. Hey, this is a quick episode intermission to let you know that my Pinterest class, The Art of Pinning, will be available in early December. If you're interested in learning how to use Pinterest to drive qualified traffic into your website, this class is for you.
If you want to be the first one to know about the release date for this class, plus get a freebie that will teach you how to get your Pinterest account ready for success, go to thetalkrepublic.com forward slash join. Now, let's get back to the episode. Mm, so good. I want to ask you something, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, yeah. I'm thinking about like myself as a consumer. I am a dry person. Like even my husband, he's like, hey, why are you so dry? You're Colombian. You're not supposed to be this dry. And I have actually requested, you know, when we travel and I'm, you know, we want to get photos and I contact photographers, I'm not once to write a beautiful email, to be honest. Like, I'm like, hey, you know, I love your photos. I want some information. And to be 100% honest, even if I'm a photographer, my first point is the price. That's, that's, that's how my, you know, like I'm pragmatic. I want to see how much, not because I'm looking for the cheapest one, just because I want to know exactly how much you cost. And then we'll figure it out if, if I'm going to like you as a person kind of a thing, like, because you can tell me like you're super cheap. And then I'm like, whatever you can be super cheap but like i don't stomach you or you can be like and a little bit of the higher budget that i thought and i'm like but once we get to talk i really like you so like how, like how would you like i like, like because i feel like i would be that person i'm just like hey great i, I just want to hear from you how much you cost <laughs> and i don't think that and i think that at that point also you know without generalizing i think that that email will turn off a lot of people I'll be like, well, you're not my client, but they haven't even known me yet to like turn yeah. me down. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can absolutely. If anything, as a client is coming through our inquiry process, our job is to qualify them. Right. Mm-hmm. So we need to know ourselves enough to be able to know how we're setting up a system that's going to qualify the client. Um, and, and in that, I think that uh, I, I, there's been plenty of times where I've had people who don't write like some extravagant email but at the same time, the minute that I assume that that doesn't mean they are, you know, somebody who wants to connect and have a relationship and get to know me and all of that, if I assume that just based off that email, then I'm going to make a decision that's not going to be effective towards them, right? And so mm-hmm. I know who I want, I know what I want, and so I'm going to lead them through that process, and I have my specific process. And I think that this is where I, I this definitely is a. Um, this is definitely something that I I believe happens over time, right? The more that you do it, the more you practice, the more you get better at marketing and bringing clients in, the more you get to refine this. I think that that's something that we, we so often miss is that all of this is a practice. Like we're practicing who we are and how it is that we're serving. Right. And so getting clients in the door is a huge deal. You need a lot of people coming through the door to where you can be refining this process um, and not to cherry pick. Cause I hear people say that, like, I want a lot of clients coming in so I can cherry pick. I never want to cherry pick. That's exhausting. Having 400 inquiries is crazy to me because it's just exhausting to have to deal with that many emails and that many conversations. So my goal has always been, how do I get the least amount of inquiries that I need, but the most qualified inquiries in the door so I can work the least and, and book the clients as quickly as I can. Um, and, and in turn work less. And so totally there's going to be people who come in who aren't going to share a lot of stuff. It's still my job to invite them into that deeper conversation. And so for somebody who, who is really interested in pricing, they'll get my starting price. If you can't afford my starting price, then you can't afford me. Right. Yeah. And I, and I don't need to minimize myself and, and diminish myself and what it is that I know I want in life and for what I want for my family because somebody can't afford me either. And I think that that's a whole other conversation here is that I find throughout the years of, of working with so many photographers, 
it can be scary to up your price and it can be scary to put higher numbers on what you do. Um, however, with that, as you raise that price and as you make more money, you also have the freedom and you always have the choice of when you're going to give something away or when you're going to do something for a lesser value. And I've had a couple times throughout my career, I've had people reach out to me who couldn't afford me, but the connection just based off of a few emails and then a phone call was just so, so good that I lowered my price specifically. But it was your choice. But it was my choice exactly. and I could do that, right? And, and that's the thing is you always have the choice to do that. You'll always know as well, like when we're not operating off of this scarcity mindset in which we're reacting and we're going, oh my God, we have to take this client or else we won't eat. There's, there's a lot more there, but <laughs> when we're not operating from that place, but when we're operating from a place again, from belief and connection and like, who are these people and are they the right people? If I have the right people come in that I can sit there and go, man, I know my life is going to be enriched by working with these people, but maybe they can't afford me. Okay. Like I'm not in this for the money. I'm in this because I want to serve people and the money is just a byproduct of doing that. And I always have the choice of, of when I'm going to have that kind of conversation. So, um, yeah, so I'd say like some people are going to come in and they, they're going to just want pricing. And when I send them my spiel and I give them my starting price, if that starting price is more than what it is that they believe is of value towards working with me, then they'll walk away. Totally cool. I don't need to sweat it. I don't need to worry about it, stress about it. Like you're just not my client and that's totally fine. Like you're not somebody who I'm going to be able to serve. Good. So, I, yeah. I wanted just to mention this because again, that's, I see this a lot on Facebook groups and it's like, oh, I just got this very dry. And I understand there is a difference between just like, hey, what's your pricing? And, and an email between like, hey, I'm interested in, you know, your pictures are really pretty. What's, your, you know, what, like, the, I, and, and my husband always says, it's like, you can read tone in a text message or in an email. And I'm like, well, but I think I can. So like, I understand yeah. <laughs> the yeah. difference of this, but I wanted to, you know, address that just because again, I see a lot of people being just like immediately going into this mindset that is like, well, that person is not my client just because that person didn't open up with this like glorious long email where they like drop, you know, every single emotion they have, because yeah. maybe that's not what their person is all about. And I like that you, what you said that you, you, anyways, you send your email and now it's up to me. How do I reply to that email? Because that email might be too much for me. And I'd be like, this is not for me. And I walk away and you know, you're good. I'm good. Or I could be like, Oh, this is interesting. I need, I can, I can relax a little bit and, and, you know, have this conversation. Yeah. And I, th I think that, I think that something that can be easily misunderstood in, in me saying all this is that you need to write a super emotional email. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about being super emotional in your email. I'm, I'm speaking to having a greater awareness of who you are and of the awareness that you, you have about what it is that you do and how it is that you serve people because you have clients coming in who have no clue. They have no idea what this process is, what it's like, what it entails, how it feels, how, it, how they want it to feel. They don't know anything and they whatsoever. Should, because this is all new to them. Like this, exactly. most people, this is like their first wedding and this is the first time hiring a wedding photographer. Yeah. And so that's, that's where that, that awareness comes into play in terms of how we're communicating. And when we're communicating from a place of awareness, not from a place of emotion, we can, we can tap into a deeper level. And this is where we can kind of go into the psychology of things. And you can actually communicate with a deeper level of human beings that in turn draws them closer to you. And that's, that's kind of the greater work here, because when we can communicate from a place of why rather than what, 
that's the thing that people go, man, I actually have trust being built one word at a time, one sentence at a time that I'm crafting in this email because it's actually speaking to them living a greater life because of them choosing to work with me. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. I mean, I understood before you even had to clarify, but I think that in general, when we talk about like, oh, we need to be vulnerable, like the first, at least for me, the first thought that comes into mind is like, I don't want to know your deepest secrets. Like, I don't need yeah. to. Yeah. That's like the first thing that comes to mind. And I know a lot of people feel like that when they're like, oh, just the, I need to be vulnerable. It means that I need to like be so raw and open to strangers. And I, I don't know, like that, I, I under, like glad that you yeah. clarified this. Yeah. Vulnerability is, is not about being raw and a hundred percent open as much as I believe it's, I, I see the distinction as being, are you being, uh, are you sharing something that's personal or something that's private? Because there's a very big difference in the two. And you want to be personable. You want to you wanna get personal with people. But that doesn't mean that you're just opening up the closet of oh, everything. I love this. That, that isn't, because it's not going to serve them if you do that. Being vulnerable can be of disservice to people if it's coming from a place of deep, emotional, unprocessed situations going on inside of you. And so that's what I think is missing in the vulnerability side of things is that you have to have done some work inside of you yourself to work through something, to be able to share something vulnerably, vulnerably that will draw people in. Awesome. So, okay. So let's get back to like the, the, the practical things of this yeah, yeah. conversation. So <laughs> you send me that email. I read it. I'm like, okay, I, I want to jump on this phone call. And this is the thing that triggers me kind of like as a business person and it's not because I come from like this scarcity mentality maybe it is I don't know you're gonna tell me but let's say that I that I as a consumer so like well let's say today's you know Thursday and I say well I'm not gonna be available until like next Wednesday so we're gonna schedule a conversation for next Wednesday I'm gonna be realistic here and say that between today and Wednesday, a lot of things could happen. And most likely I had emailed other photographers too, right? I mean, I know we want to think that we are the gift of God and sure we are, but like <laughs> there is a lot of us and clients, most of the times, even if they love our work, most likely they're reaching out to other people. Yep. And again, I don't want to think of a scarcity, but I want, I want to address a reality that is like, between now and Wednesday, somebody else could have just jumped in front of me and whispered them away from me. So yeah, totally. what, what happens here? What, how should we handle this? Yeah. So I, I think that this goes back, uh, this goes back to, again, that pre-work, right? Okay. Like what value have you already delivered to these clients prior to them reaching out to you that is causing them to value you? Okay. And that's the thing that if somebody's coming in and, and this is, this is partly why, uh, and again, I, I don't want to give like overarching, like uh, extreme statements, but this is why I, I believe that places like the wedding wire and not are effective early on in business because we're trying to generate some business to okay. understand how does this work? What are we doing? That sort of thing. But after about a year, maybe two of being on those platforms and getting just random clients coming to you, hopefully there's been enough work done behind the scenes in your business where you have a greater understanding and awareness of how you're serving people. And in turn, you're adding value ahead of time that your clients can be served from ahead of time so that when they do reach out to you, they want you. Mm -hmm. And that's where totally, if somebody contacts me and they go, Hey, I can't talk till next Wednesday, but another photographer has come in and, and sucked them in and booked them because they maybe communicate via email and they have a lower price or whatever the case is. Cool. 
like that client, there was still a level of value that they had towards me. And that level of value wasn't to the point that I wanted it to be for them to be my client. And so again, I think that this, this, there's so many factors that come into this in terms of your business, what you're wanting to do with your life and all of that. For me, I, I want to make a lot per wedding because I want to have a really deep connection, a really great relationship, a ton of trust that's going to lead to greater income and greater impact. Um, but in, in diving deeper into the clients that I really connect with and the clients who believe what I believe, if they're coming in, sometimes it's, I can't talk for two weeks but they won't contact anybody else because mm, okay. they want me. And so uh, again, I think that that comes back into like a marketing and, and by marketing, I just mean pre inquiry. What are you doing, doing to serve clients and to share more of who you are with them so that they have a greater desire and a greater value towards you as the photographer that they want to work with. All right. This is, um, again, we're like diving a little bit off the topic yeah. here, but I need to understand this. We're talking about value. We're talking about kind of like making the client fall in love with us prior to actually getting on the phone call, right? They need to have yep. plenty, like a really, really deep interest in us to, to hold two weeks or to be like, I'm not going to contact somebody else, you know, whatever the case is. How are you communicating that value? Is that through, I don't know, blog posts, your social media? Like, I know you don't have a structure, but like, has to be something has to be happening here, right? People aren't just going to be like, I just want Robert out of thin air, right? Yeah, yeah totally, totally. I'd say, I'd say uh, again, th the strategy is, is more of a framework, right? Okay. And, and so by that, I think the analytical strategy is like, let's set up a sales funnel, let's run some Facebook ads, let's do all of these things, right? Those can all be effective, but I think that there's a greater level of service that's coming in, into play here, and that service is you, you are the value, you in and of yourself, no strategy, no nothing. Like my goal with the people I work with is to get people to the understanding that like you could delete your website today and still book clients because you can show up and add value to any space, whether this is in person or online and invite people into a deeper conversation in which you can serve them. And so I'd say sharing you is the biggest factor. And that's the biggest, most difficult thing for people to do because people are so attached to their identities and so attached to their thoughts that keep them in this place of, I don't wanna show up in a certain way or I don't wanna open up in a certain way or I don't want to reveal something about myself maybe that, that would then have a place for possible judgment or have a place for people to not like me or, and, and that's, that, that's that deeper work. That's that deeper work of when we open up and share ourselves, and realize that not everybody's going to like us, but that the people who do love us are the ones who ultimately are gonna help us feel everything that we wanna feel and we can build a business just off those people. It gets so much easier to open up and share yourself with the world and in turn create that value for people to come in and have a deeper conversation with you. Mm, good, a lot of internal work we need to do in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is. And, and it's interesting because I, I heard something and, and I've kind of made my own little phrase with it, but I, I fully believe 90% of business problems are personal problems that affect our business. And if we just focus on the 90% personal problems that are affecting our business, the other 10% gets so much easier. So, I mean, correct me if I'm mistaken, what I'm hearing here, it's all a mindset, like framework. That's what we need to agree. Really, you know, yeah. Yeah. Mindset. And I just say self-awareness, like uh, aware of yourself to the point where you know the value of you to where you feel motivated, compelled, and inspired to go share it with the world. Good. 
we're gonna have to do another podcast about this value thing because I still have questions. My my pragmatic brain is sending me a tons of questions right now, but I don't you know I don't want to divert so much from this conversation. So going back to the practical things of of this conversation. So I send that email. They reply to me. They're like, wait, you know, we're gonna talk next Wednesday. Now, what do I do? Now, probably I'm like, holy shit, what am I gonna talk about in this phone call? Like. In my mind, as a photographer, we'll be like, okay, well, we're going to talk about the wedding, what they want, and my collections. <laughs> and yeah. see, that's just part of it, right? I would say that that's just part of it. Yeah, okay. totally, totally. So uh, this conversation is one that, again, and, and I think that this is where what we set up front, if we take off the expectation that our job is to book a client, okay, what would you talk about? If, if you were fully focused on making sure, if you were obsessed with making sure you're working with the right people, what would you talk about? Well, my first question will be what they think about the finale of Game of Thrones. I don't know if this totally, is happen. Totally, 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 <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, now and, and from that, you can go even deeper into that because like, I love that you lead with that, right? I love that you lead with, I want people who also like Game of Thrones and that you're aware enough to know, like if you don't like Game of Thrones, that doesn't mean you're not the right client. What I'm interested in is why do you like Game of Thrones? Uh, oh, wow. I, I, like the, I like medieval times and I like the kind of like fiction of dragons, I, I, even though, which is funny because like out of Game of Thrones, I don't like any of that. I just think maybe I got sucked into the hype of it and now I can, like I drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I love sure, it. Sure, sure. But yeah, because to be honest, like I, I don't watch any other show that is medieval. Like I don't have any other fascination, but I, like I like Game of Thrones because it was interesting there were so many layers to people and I, like I'm interested in people and it was like a pool of like different personalities all in one episode and I yeah. that kept me entertained like I like okay. I like to be entertained all the time so like working yeah. with people that have very bold personalities makes me excited because I'm like what's gonna happen next I don't know so yeah. that's what I yeah. like so so why is it what is it about people's personalities and that kind of layers of personalities that you're slowly learning more about what what is it about that 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 speaks to you that inspires you that entertains you and motivates you in life I know it's entertaining for me it's just like different people like we're not the same so like that entertains me Okay okay and <laughs> and and what what is that entertainment and that kind of getting to know people and watching their stories play out like what is that teach you about life or what have you learned through that process or what have you learned about yourself through that process oh, of getting I, to know people like that? I, to be honest, haven't thought that deep about this. <laughs> I okay. know. I just, I, I, I enjoy when people tell me stories that I wasn't expecting, right? Like I'm not really, yeah. even though I'm super dry, I like when I'm like, Oh, well, I didn't know that about you or something like that keeps me entertained so like when we lead with game of thrones um you know there is things about like oh i didn't like this or that and then i'm like oh well tell me more and then you know the conversation expands and then we end up talking about traveling or something like that and that keeps me entertained so that right there for you specifically what if you just <laughs> went into your next phone call trying to be entertained because what I hear is, I hear, yes, I totally get the entertainment, but what I hear is that when you don't have the pressure of making a sale, you get really curious about people. And when you get really curious about people, you learn something about yourself and them. And in turn, you create a, bit, a bigger connection with them that leads to something much greater than Game of Thrones. There you go. Seems that way. <laughs> 
and that's all that we need to do, right? Like we're, we are in the people business. We're here to serve people and we serve people by slowing those conversations down and asking questions like that, because there's always a reason behind every single thing that we're doing. There's always a reason. And if we slow down enough to discover what that reason is, we're going to get to this root thing that's going to connect us as human beings. And when we get to that root of what's connecting us as human beings, trust is created and that trust propels them forward so that when they do see your pricing, it doesn't even matter because nobody else is asking them questions and being that intentional with them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, again, I have so many questions, but I, I, I have to stay focused here. So great. So we lead, you know, I like this point of view that we lead with zero expectations. Yeah. Which could be very difficult because, again, we're in the business of making money. So it could be a little bit scary to jump into a phone conversation and be like, well, I'll be fine either way. Yeah. And that's, that's where I think that ideology, right? We're in the business of making money. Mm, okay. What if we got rid of that? And what if we were just in the business of serving people? Sure. I don't think mentally I'm there yet, but I, I know yeah. where you're going. Totally. Totally. And, and I say that because when we show up just to serve people, we're going to create an impact. Even if it doesn't lead to them giving us money, we're going to leave an impact. And that impact is going to ripple effect through those people's lives. They're going to be thinking about that conversation for months on end. It's going to influence their decisions going forward. And it's going to possibly even make them curious in their next conversation of the people next to them. And in turn, and this is where like, we can go way extreme with this because <laughs> this is where I live a lot of times is like, if we were all just getting more curious about each other, would we have all of the problems that we see happening in the world? I, I do like the, the approach you're saying about being curious because I think that when we jump on a phone call and we just stick to what's expected and what's expected is like, okay, well, tell me about your wedding. What do you want? This is what I can do for you. This is my pricing, right? That's even as a consumer, I think that that's, you know, that's what they're jumping in this phone call, you know, expecting. And when you ask questions that are a little bit left field, you know, like, I don't know, Game of Thrones, what's your favorite ice cream? And then dive deeper into that and, you know, try to connect in those little things that make us human and not client photographer, that's where the magic could potentially happen. Always. And I remember I, I booked this, uh, this clients almost two years ago, and I'm also into housewives, which is yeah. wild. <laughs> <laughs> and our whole conversation for like two hours was about Bravo and all the crazy things that happen in Bravo. And we didn't even address the, like the, 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 the wedding. Literally, we talk about the wedding for like five minutes. We're like, oh, okay, well, this, these are my collections. I, I think that this one will be best for you. But I don't know. You, you make up your mind. Yeah. And now, I mean, we did the wedding. It was amazing. There was like, it was like a flawless experience. We are still friends till this day. And they mentioned always like, you were the only photographer that we talk about Bravo. And that's like our thing. Yeah. So... Yeah. And, and what would it be like if that kind of connection, if you could have that with every single one of your clients? I'll be, I, I will never, my phone will be filled with gifs of housewives. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and that's, that's that thing, right? When we, when we can connect on that human to human level, we end up feeling more of how we want to feel. We end up feeling inspired. We feel motivated. We feel like we're making a difference. And in turn, we're learning, we're growing, we're expanding. And the, the client is as well. And that's that deeper thing, right? Like we're so attached to money, but money Money is this money is the most surface level 
piece of value in, in life. Like it's not even real. It's a, literally a note from the government saying that we owe you this much, right? And it's, it's fake, if anything, it's a piece of paper. And prior to us bringing money into the equation, we were in this system in which we bartered, right? Like you have a goat, I have a sheep and I want a goat and you want a sheep so we can like change and exchange okay. value, right? And there's a reason why we wanted to exchange that value. But as we started to build cities, as we started to grow larger communities, we all started to have different skill sets in which if you had a sheep and I had a chair, maybe the exchange of that wasn't gonna really work because I didn't need a chair. And so because of that, we created money to be able to start doing this this more equitable exchange with people. Mm -hmm. But I believe that that is what's caused us to come to this um, place in which it's not always fair. It's not always an equal exchange of value for people. And in turn, that's when we're not in an equal exchange of value with people, that's when everything goes a little bit chaotic in, in just the world at large, but in a transaction, right? That's when we feel a little bit off, they feel a little bit off, problems arise, frustration, confusion, and all of a sudden now we have a client that we're like, what in the world? Why are they freaking out? Or they're, or, or they're upset with something we've done. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, okay. So we get on the phone call. We talk about, you know, as we were friends that we, you know, just going out for coffee, all that good stuff. Uh, do you have, and again, no pressure, but do you have any tips or any before people jump on the phone call? Cause I know that could be just like the, the, the act of dialing could be, could be stressful itself. And I know some people like to, I don't know, put like their favorite song before, you know, then jump on a phone call or go for a walk or do you have any advice that you can give us? Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, a, a few things. And I think that this is going to be different for everyone. Like you just said is, is getting yourself in the energy that you know, you operate best in. So maybe that's going on a walk. Maybe that's listening to some music. Maybe that's jumping up and down. Maybe whatever that is for you to shift into the energy you want to be in. Um, and then I think from there, there's a bigger conversation of just the mindset that you're having going into that call. Uh, and that mindset is one in which I, I tell people, go in with no expectations. Go in as if you're already booked. What would you do if you had 100 emails right now with people wanting you to book their wedding? If you had 100 people lined up to book you who wanted you, how would you show up to this call right now? You probably wouldn't come in stressed if you have a hundred people down the line. You probably, probably wouldn't come in anxious. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be coming in, you know, expecting or needing to do something or needing to be somebody who you're not. You would just have a conversation, right? And so going in, knowing that, hey, I'm already booked. Maybe I can't even take this couple. Maybe it's literally, I'm just here to serve them and, and add value to them so that they can make sure that they're being served by the next photographer in a greater way that type of mindset going into a call will release that expectation. And in turn, you can just open up a bigger conversation about life and humanity and, and why, why they're getting married. What's, what do they really want from this experience? What, how do they want to feel in front of a camera? Do you think that those questions are none of our business, to be honest? I, I believe it is. I think it's all of our business like photography. And, and again, this isn't going to be for everybody, right? Like okay. even, even speaking this right now, I know that there are people listening to this podcast right now who are going, this dude's a kook. Like he's not for me. And I love that because I'm like, awesome. You're not somebody who I can serve, but the people who right now are going, holy cow, this is everything I've been waiting for are the people I know I can serve and that I can have a bigger impact on their life. And so for me, photography is a fascinating spiritual experience for me personally, because we are in the, in the act of exposing people. We are actually creating an image that causes an exposure to happen. And so when somebody steps in front of our camera, 
It's our job to capture them for who they truly are, their most truest, authentic self. And if that's happening, people will always love their images. People want to be true to themselves, but they struggle with what it means to be true to themselves. And so if we can be the ones who are pulling out who people truly are and then creating an experience that allows us to capture that, you won't ever have an upset client whatsoever because they're going to feel everything they want to feel. They're going to feel seen, heard, understood, and they're going to feel loved. And that's what every single human being wants. Good. So good. And, and I mean, I'm glad you mentioned this. And again, I want to say um, this might not be for everybody, yeah. but the conversation is here for whoever wants to listen to it. Yeah, totally. So, good. <laughs> awesome. So I know you're going to have a couple of things in your own group. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually am releasing a, a full blown training on, on phone calls. Um, so from start to finish, uh, basically everything that, that I share with, with the people I work with, uh, in terms of training format, that is, um, I'm going to be releasing that in my group as well as releasing a phone script. And when I say script, I really mean guide. Um, and this guide is going to be walking you through a framework that I use that I created called the 50, 20, 10, 20 framework, which is basically saying that the first 50% of a conversation, you want to focus on the couple, the next, uh, 20%, you want to focus on the wedding and the experience that they're wanting. The next 10%, you want to focus on you and sharing why you do this work and what it is that you really want for them. And then the final 20% is going through pricing, wrapping up questions, and just giving them the next steps of what it would be like to work with you. And so uh, that guide is gonna is just packed with questions that you can use, uh, space where you can come up with your own questions, um, and, and a ton of other insights that, that I know are going to be valuable for people just to crush their next phone call. So um, I'm releasing that training and the script here in the next couple of days in the group, and uh, everybody can come and get that if they want. And where could we find you? Yeah, so I'm on, uh, I'd say biggest place right now would be uh, the Facebook group, which is the Work Less, Make More Facebook group, um, as well on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm just at Robert J. Hill. And um, uh, my website, uh, I, if you go to robertjhill.com, you're going to get my old, really janky wedding website, but it worked. Uh, however, education.robertjhill.com has a bit more of kind of all of the stuff I do now. Awesome. So we're going to link all this to the notes of this episode. Uh, before we leave, I mean, you give us so much information here, but before we leave, uh, where could people, I mean, no, what are you loving right now? <laughs> what am I what? What are you loving right now? What am I loving right now? I've been in a season that, uh, and I think that that's what this, this entire year, I think this is, this is why I said this thing up front about exciting. It's been an exciting year. Um, because this year has thrown so many curveballs, I think globally, but also personally, so many changes, so many shifts, so many things that maybe haven't been brought to light over the last couple of years, finally coming to light. Um, and so I am, it almost feels impossible for me to be not in the present moment right now. And so I'm just every moment trying to be right here right now and just listening to myself and listening to what that next step is um, for life and not having to think about or worry about the future or what's going to come or anything. I'm just right here right now trying to operate in the best way I know how. And so that's uh, in, in kind of an interesting way. Like that's what I've been loving because it's just given me so much clarity, so much peace. Like I feel so good this year. Um, and I know that uh, that's only going to deepen and grow going forward. 
Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Robert, it was a pleasure having you once again on the podcast. As always, uh, as I said on the first uh, episode that we had, I'm like, the conversation went to a place that I didn't know it was going to go, but I enjoy it. And I'm sure whoever is listening to this is going to enjoy it also. So thank you so much for your kindness and your knowledge and, and your, you, you being present. So thank you for it. Yeah, and until next time, uh, I'll see you next week with another amazing guest or another solo episode. We'll see. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.